Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So tell me what you think about what's going what on here. What I think here. about this yeah. is all the press and all the extra shit y'all do makes this worse. You think so? Yes. Me? When people want to protest, yeah. they shouldn't do it in front of a police. This, yeah. Courthouse. Shit like that. You get what the I'm saying? I want you to be careful. Trump uh, was, I don't know, like 10 shaking or whatever like We brought in like so many medical people to like all tell a story that like it was all speculation that he was like neurological damage like that, that he was losing it he's unfit before we've run psa's on the deadliest catch we're engaged with nascar and country music tv how beautiful sometimes the carefully crafted supposedly safe messaging coming out of the white house mm-hmm. is wonderful and it uh, it illustrates a mindset that you've always had an inkling of, but it's just nice to get the validation of seeing that it's absolutely true. Can you imagine? So the White House has decided that they're showing that what they're doing is some CIA, CYA work and just, you know, giving the uh, needling the conservatives, Trump voters. So they're saying today that um, that, no, it's they're not just looking for a social justice uh, strategies in getting the vaccines out. That's not it. Not just that. They're certainly doing that. But they're also trying to do outreach to conservatives. So they found every possible white trash receptacle that they could think of. Mm-hmm. And they're messaging there. They're dropping, uh, you know, leaflets onto Walmart. And <laughs> as you heard, they're, they're, these shows, they're going to run PSAs for, which I'm sure if you're watching those shows, you're going to appreciate the condescension from Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. by like some pod bro dudes Telling you how, just like when Lady Gaga, you know, did that commercial for the Super Bowl where right. she she dressed like a trucker because uh, I'm speaking to Middle America now. I'm this is how you guys act. It I'm wasn't having the a Super Bowl. It's during the election. Oh, was that it? I'm yeah. having a beer here, like a Budweiser, because that's what you guys do. You trashy people that I see right. in some movies. It's going to be incre- it's incredible that they're doing this. And obviously, this is just BS rhetorical crap. Uh. And the White House, the White House is running the not, "Don't Get Vaccinated" campaign. Mm-hmm. Fauci is running that campaign. We played the audio yesterday, and with him saying, with the guy Medi, whatever from MSNBC, mm-hmm. is it okay for us to go out once we're vaccinated? Is it okay for us to die? No, it's still not okay. Fauci and the CDC. Um, Political messengers, which is what they are now, they're they're simply using their uh, your their credentials to launder political messaging from the left for social justice messaging or whatever else the White House wants. The White House has destroyed the credibility of these healthcare bureaucracies. Um, so these uh, healthcare bureaucracies now, because they're still saying because they need Fauci needs to have green rooms. 
He will start jonesing and 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 shaking, and uh, delirium tremors will ensue if he can't get his hit of green rooms. <laughs> and he needs a lot every day. It used to be just once in a while. Somebody on Twitter made the point today. Mm-hmm. Asked a question: Has there been a day since this has started that he hasn't been on TV? Certainly not since the Biden presidency started. Well, no, Trump it, kept or, him in line a little bit. It seems, but I don't think so. I think Trump. I think Fauci did hits on TV every single day. So he needs that. So he's happy to tell people that the vaccine's not going to allow you to total liberation, as another bureaucratic uh, healthcare mm-hmm. hack said. And uh, and so these they're just pol- political messengers. This has been totally diluted. But what I'm let me get back to the 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 Saki thing. This is precisely what they think of him. So we'll run. Uh, uh, what's some white trashy shows, guys? Let's brain brain trust, guys. Let's spitball this. Okay, deadliest catch. That's with stupid fishermen. Those are people who are certainly. Um, although a lot of them can make a lot of money, that's really dirty work. Mm-hmm. We should do that. I'm I'm sure they approached Mike Rowe, who we'll talk about soon. Um, NASCAR. That's the the slack jawed, mouth breathing idiots at NASCAR. Mm-hmm. The same people who enthusiastically made a noose. <laughs> to uh, to uh, intimidate a black driver, mm-hmm. they bring coolers. They have RVs. That is definitely trashy America. Let's do that, guys. And country music television because they're all dumb hayseeds, uh, regardless. And that should do it. That's what we'll do. That's what those people watch. That's who they are. This is what the administration thinks. It's that funny. covers them soup to nuts because that's who they are. They mean well. They're stupid. Obviously, they're stupid. <laughs> they mean well. But they're simpletons, and so we'll find them all there. Because why else would somebody be a conservative? And why else would somebody vote for Donald Trump? It has to be a reason like that. If it's not something <laughs> malicious, then at least it's just because they're stupid and their cerebrums are small. Yeah, it's ironic because out of the people that I know who are hesitant about getting the vaccine for whatever reason and are conservative, I don't think any of them watch any of those things. Yeah, well, I mean... They're I, all, like, suburban, normal people. I don't know. I mean... I they could know. try offering a free vaccine with your country club membership. That might get you somewhere You've got to think some a, pretty low of somebody to say, you know what they probably watch? Country music television. Because <laughs> if you're even watching that, and I don't remember... Does time, anybody watch that anymore? No, they watched it sometime in the 90s. I, Does I, anybody watch any music television station? No, but no, just the dumb conservatives, because they wouldn't oh. know that there's an internet to use out there to find it. Right. It's, mm. Except when they go to their Facebook pages and absorb fake news mm-hmm. and get the directions to where to meet before you storm the Capitol. Those are those people that they think of. It's funny, I was talking to Michael Graham today, and I said... I said, uh, I've heard so much about college-educated white women uh, largely withdrew their support from Trump, mm-hmm. and and I believe that 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 uh, that is correct. But I but I I talked to him. I said, so what does that mean, though? What are they trying to say when they say college-educated white women? What is it about the college experience that mm-hmm. informed them of in some way? That, that they would first find Trump somewhat acceptable, some of them, and then say, I'm getting out of here. He, he's, he's gross. And I thought, like, was it their exposure to a lot of literature in college? Was it, uh, you know, meeting a melange of people? Is it, you know, what would it be about the college that does something to you where you would never vote for Trump? And Graham made the point, and I think he's right, that it's nothing about the college. It's college. Because that's you're a Starbucks person if you've gone to college, mm-hmm. you've done the the thing that's in good white, you know, mostly liberal society in America and the West. You're supposed to do. Yes, I went to college. You go to college. Yes, I went to college. Okay, at least we can talk to each other somewhat here mm-hmm. on an equilibrium. That's fine. It's just about because the non-college are the Dunkin' Donuts people. Ugh, the, the, that's a guy who fixes the furnace downstairs, you know, and you know, you don't want to mm-hmm. be. Of course, that guy is doing very well, but, but I mean, and and that's what it is. There's this. It's utter. It's utter classism, and that's what this thing is. But to think that they 
What else do they think they know about Trump voters? We I talk about this all the time, but I can't stop talking about it because it's never not cited every week as total truth that Republicans, many good-hearted Americans, voted for Donald Trump because they missed the way things used to be. They see their neighborhoods becoming more diverse. They mm-hmm. see the store in the corner. And I use this one because people legitimately, literally use it. They see the store in the corner who used to be run by an old white guy, now run by Pakistanis. And they're uncomfortable with it. And it's and then they're trying to not even be damning when they mention these Trump voters. Right. They're saying they're uncomfortable with it. The change they to them. They don't know. Right. They don't know. The change to them is so alarming to them. And that is so, of course, incredibly condescending. And that's why... After Trump won, they said, okay, you know what we need to do? Find our black reporters and comedians, send them to these places where people are afraid of the change, and we'll just take temperature of the racism that's obviously there, that obviously mm-hmm. moved them to vote for Trump. And they sent all the reporters, and nobody came back with any racists. In fact, people who went there with preconceived notions, including that moron comedian who was on CNN, said, we looked and looked and looked, but everybody was really nice to me. <laughs> People were really nice to me. Michael Moynihan, who's a Trump hater, who's a, a reporter for Vice, I think, or Axios, one of the two. Mm-hmm. He also said the same thing. He said, yeah, I checked out, uh, went out to check on the Trump morons, and they were lovely. They were great, and they were nice and gracious to me. And mm-hmm. even you even um, you even hear, and I'm going to write about this for tomorrow, Alice. Okay. You even hear, like, Glenn, Glenn Greenwald. One of the first ever experiences he had, this is a guy in the 90s when the internet was fairly new and the blogs were just kind of exploding. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would go on to conservative message boards, you know, people who love Rush Limbaugh. And he would go on there and um, and he would troll people as a good lefty. He'd go on there and start fights with people in these message boards, it, you know, again and again and again. And some of the people he noticed you know, enjoyed him being on the message board regardless. Even though he's Glenn Greenwald, who was gay and a, at that point, militant progressive mm-hmm. and unreasonable guy. I mean, you see now, he's, <laughs> I'm afraid of him now. And he's, he's, he's more reasonable. But so he, they had a convention. The message board people mm-hmm. had a convention in the Midwest somewhere. I don't know. We'll say Des Moines. They invited him to go out alone Glenn Greenwald, young, gay, progressive. Mm-hmm. He went out to hang with the conservatives, and they were lovely to him. And he loved it. And he lo- talked about the time, and it left a huge impression. Right. You know, the, the, this uh, it's so easy, especially if you just never have to leave. If you, never, if you only travel from Brooklyn to Queens, back to Brooklyn, and you encounter, you know, 4,000 people per week, all those people are essentially mostly you. Yeah. So you're never going to see anybody else. But if you get out there, th- there's no monolith of dumb MAGA people who all do the same thing. The guy got 75 million votes. Mm-hmm. These aren't all just hayseeds. These are people voted for Trump for actual reasons, for policy reasons, for personality reasons, for strategic reasons, for reasons that were in their self-interest. All racists. All white supremacists. It's incredible, that, but but the left never has to think about. They never bother. They never move off that spot, <laughs> and now they're even more. They're even more yeah, uh, just lazy because with them. the white supremacy stuff, now it's oh yeah, see, just Trump white supremacy. Yep, it's all white supremacy. And, and, and you know, it's funny because Trump and his followers were so not white supremacists that they had to say, well, some of the big leading white supremacists, like, like Richard Spencer, let us introduce you to the, him to the world now, uh, they really like him. So so they like him. So he must be doing something that, that's white supremacy. And that's not fair. It's not, you know, it, it's not fair to say, you know, if, if Lady Gaga, if, you know, likes something I do, that doesn't make me responsible for her music. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, it's funny because... Um... You know, I had talked about this with my sister who's been on the show and she's really big into Taylor Swift. And there was mm-hmm. a period around the time of the Trump election. By the way, your Himalayan salt rocks are off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, but uh, it was around the time of the 2016 election. 
all the like white supremacist people got a B in their bonnet. They thought Taylor Swift was like signaling to them that she actually sympathized with their cause because she's sort of like Aryan looking and <laughs> like she makes sort I don't of hang traditional traditional music so it was like a whole thing which is why then and she didn't speak out during the that election so she didn't say she wasn't one of the celebrities who endorsed hillary clinton and it was like a big thing and everybody made a big deal out of it so that was why then afterwards she came out and said she supported um or she was against marsha blackburn or whatever and it was like a whole big i mean she said she was worried that she would make things worse because there was so much pushback against all the celebrities supporting Clinton mm-hmm. and she didn't want to just be another celebrity who was supporting Clinton, like adding to fuel to the fire. But apparently like the alt-right people took that to mean that she secretly was like a big Trump supporter slash, uh, you know, sympathized with the Adam Waffen or whatever. Right. So, so, and you know, so it's possible for white supremacists. My point is to think you're signaling to them when you're not. Right, and, and the bigger the, the point is, is that is that rather than finding out about Trump voters and conservatives, mm-hmm. they just ascribed characteristics to them blindly, whole cloth, without ever doing research, meeting them, talking to them, mm-hmm. and so, like I said, once when they couldn't say when they couldn't prove that Trump was a racist, they shoved racist at him and said, "See, this guy, this guy likes Trump a little bit." They, they, when they said that Trump needs to needs to say something negative about David Duke or something else, that was never anything anybody ever had to do. Right. Obviously, everything everybody from the Northeast thinks David Duke's an idiot and a and a jerk, and these other white supremacists. But but it, no, Trump didn't didn't disparage him. Trump didn't say I forgot what the word they used was. Mm-hmm. Trump denounce. Didn't, yes, he didn't denounce him enough. He didn't denounce him enough. This is a new standard just for Trump, because they needed to believe mm-hmm. that the motives of his followers. Was racist. So once Charlottesville happened, they said, "Well, here we go. There's some racists. There's Trump saying that there's very fine people on both sides of the debate about statues, which is what he <laughs> said. Now we'll just tie him to that. See, there's our proof. There's our proof. We've totally misquoted him, taken him out of out of context, and reconstructed his statement to make it look like he overtly just one day on one day." Mm-hmm. He suddenly says, oh, I really love all the racists out there on one day. Why would you just do that for one day if you're doing it at all? Right. And then, of course, it, and it's it's total and utter BS. And then, of course, at that point then, why not? You've made everything else up. So when the Capitol is attacked by idiots and antlers, you go, it was a white supremacist attack. <laughs> Based on nothing, because this whole trail has been a trail of horse bleep from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And so uh, they think they're being nice. She thinks Jen Psaki and these people think they're being nice, mm-hmm. and they're saying things that you'll like. That you like country music TV. You, I know you like NASCAR, right? These are the better. A lot of you we know are probably just pretty much just racist, but some of you are just stupid, and you like NASCAR and you like this mm-hmm. and you like that. You probably have a lot of guns because you're stupid and mm-hmm. bump stocks, AR-15s, Bibles, stupid stuff like that. 4-H club. You're probably you know go to. Chili Bake Off, things that... She also said they went on 700 Club. Yes. That was another one. That that is, they did. What, is this 1971? I mean, it's, I don't... It's so it's so lacking in imagination and curiosity. You know, that's what it is, is it's total lack of interest in how people who disagree with you feel about things. A total lack of interest in how they feel, but also a total comfort in the set preconceived notion. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, you and I watched the other day um, Bombshell. Right. Which I love. I just like the movie. Mm-hmm. I consider this the, is movie the movie makers, about the Fox News. Yes, Megan Kelly and all the others who were who mm-hmm. um, Ailes went after, supposedly. Uh, and so I loved that movie, but m- mostly because you could see the mindset of somebody who hates Fox News. Mm hmm. And it was all, oh, we hate Rogers, this disgusting thing, we hate him, and look at that bimbo walking around, and that bimbo, of course, is is uh, feeding into it, and, you know, it's about, guys, it's not about the veracity of the story, it's about just getting eyeballs and clicks, you know, lies sell, it's all of, the, they ascribe right. to Roger Ailes and the and the, all the Fox anchorettes and anchors as the, the worst possible things, the worst possible, most vacuous things in the world, and it was hilarious to watch. And it's not. It's it's so incredible to think that that's what you, that's what you think of them. And it was the same thing with um, what was the movie American Beauty? 
mm-hmm. where the neighbor who's Sinise, right? I guess I is who's just a Republican. He's yeah. just that's all you have to know. He's got one role in that, and that's to be a pervert. He's the Republican. He's the bad guy. He's about to ruin the movie for everybody else. Take mm-hmm. my word for it. It's the same way. Like there was a he likes guns. He hates gay people. Of course, he's yes, mad, he's but he's secretly angry. gay. Like most Republicans right. hate gay people because there's you know it's all it's, this is all the same people. Mm-hmm. The same people. I gotta write put this in my Substack tomorrow. It's the same people who gay and lesbian couples who went and made out in front of Mike Pence's house in his street, assuming that would be like a dagger in Dracula's heart. <laughs> this will really get him. This will really upset Mike. See what we're doing? I know this hurts you. Mike Pence <laughs> doesn't give a flying bleep about lesbians making out in front of his house. No, but right. it doesn't bother. But they think it does. We're in your face. We, it, it's, shut up. It doesn't. Nobody cares. <laughs> you're You're antagonizing... And building your battle lines around this complete straw man, around somebody who does not exist, and you're having debates with him and fights with them. Just look at all the way Aaron Sorkin writes. Right. That's totally. That's totally. We're the intellectuals, et cetera, et cetera. We'll take one st- stupid Republican and make him Secretary of Defense because they're good at war and killing. <laughs> that's all you get, though. That's it. All the brains, all the brainiacs are good liberals. <laughs> and that's absolutely, that's how they feel. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it is remarkable, remarkable to me that these people who are all about compassion, empathy, are so quick. Man, they love their real people of Walmart uh, memes. They mm-hmm. like watching those poor uh, white people. They're, they're, that, they are to be laughed at and ridiculed and... Mm-hmm. And they are so happy. Their entire worldview is built on not only how good they are, but how much better than those other people they are. Right. And that's it. Once in a while, maybe for Halloween, they'll dress up as one of those people. They'll dress up like a working person, Mm -hmm. you know. But that's it. It is only to be made fun of. They are living the world's best, most noble lives. They're so noble and good that they would never believe in God or go to church with Jesus stuff. Too much Jesus talk in that church. Man, they're above that. They're too smart for that stuff. That you'd have to be a sucker to believe. What? They got all two animals on one boat when the flood happened of every kind. Noah's Ark. Yeah, please. I'm so intellectually superior because I know that that can't happen. Because I know that nobody can rise from the dead. Because I know that you can't make you know a baskets of fishes and make wine because i doubt those uh you know those symbol stories or whatever they are in the bible i'm not even a bible guy but i find the people who atheists who talk about and degrade the bible their arrogance puts me on the side of the bible people mm-hmm. <sighs> who's crying and wailing it sounds like cyril i assume we'll hear from him in a moment he'll be up here so, shortly <clears throat> Let's see where his siblings. So that brings me to uh, to Mike Rowe, the dirtiest jobs guy, is in the news and today. Uh, he was on Fox Business a couple days ago, where he said that the that the uh, minimum wage, the fifteen dollars minimum wage hike, was <clears throat> was not a good idea. Essentially, that it was a rung on the ladder, and uh, you know, getting your first job, and that's what its value is. And he's right. For people who want. These small businesses can't afford minimum wage hikes. The small business knows what it can afford and knows what it cannot afford. Mm-hmm. Mike Rose now being attacked as being a, a just the worst thing in the world because now he's diverged from where the uh, you know social media elites are. So now he has to be, must be taken down. So I found about 36 podcasts and broadcasts and YouTube videos that sound just like this. In recent years, television personality Mike Rowe has amassed a wildly popular following due to alleged working-class straight talk. His everyman shtick on its surface can be very appealing. But hiding under a superficially appealing everyman shtick is a dangerous ideology, one funded by the Koch brothers and other far-right corporate interests, one specifically tailored to pick off a certain constituency of Home Depot Democrats while pushing political impotence, anti-union narratives, and anti-intellectualism. His... Shtick is dangerous. Well, if it's easily identifiable as a shtick, then I think people c- can see right through it. 
Well, also, it's interesting that they are saying that he's for corporate interest because it's like they're still fighting some battle of 20, 30 years ago because corporate interests are now on the side of Democrats on everything, including the $15 minimum wage, because Amazon, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, these places can afford to pay more than $15. In fact, most of them right now with the wage inflation that's going on due to the extreme, uh, extremely high rates of unemployment uh, that we're paying people to stay home from work, uh, people are having to pay a huge amount of money to get workers back on the floor. Most of these places are starting warehouse workers at like 15 bucks an hour, mm-hmm. at least. It's crazy. And I mean, restaurants are struggling. Some of them are closing now because they can't get enough servers for wages that make any sense for the business model. It's the the wage issue absolutely benefits huge corporations, a high minimum wage, because it starves the smaller businesses out of the the industry. You know, these big companies can afford to pay people that. If you're a little guy, you can't. Right. Well, yes, and also in the in the spirit of the uh, filibuster being rooted in racism, mm-hmm. the minimum wage is problematic. Uh, yeah. Specifically, you know, was absolutely used certainly against Asians mm-hmm. and against blacks as well, and was a, it was a tool for Jim Crow enthusiasts for quite a uh, quite a while. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing is this: if you've got a business, so they want the minimum wage to be fifteen dollars no matter what, right? So if you run a flower business, mm-hmm. you've got the owner of the business, you've got an employee making their $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. What if you're looking for one more employee, but this you only have 8 bucks an hour to spare? So a person either has an opportunity, having never worked before, a low-skilled person, to work there for 8 bucks, for an, eight hour. bucks an hour, or if the rule is has to be 15 the person doesn't get an opportunity. Right. And that's precisely what's going to happen. We have to, people will have to make sure that they can pay 15 because if they can't, then they can't get anybody. Right. Because it's not just that number of dollars per hour, it's the payroll taxes, it's the health insurance, it's the paid family leave if you're in Massachusetts, it's, you know, all these others. It's sick leave if you're in a lot of states, certainly Massachusetts. You're having to pay all these additional costs. I mean, and big corporations can, you know, there's economies of scale to running these things for big corporations. For small businesses, a $15 minimum wage is the end. I mean, and mm-hmm. it's, I've worked for all kinds of businesses. In some ways, it's harder to work for small businesses because they are um, more strapped for cash, generally speaking, and, um, you know, and they don't have the same like benefits that big corporations do. But at the same time, there is nothing like it for opportunities. Like you talk about, there's nowhere else that's better to get experience, to be allowed to do a Mm -hmm. whole bunch of things. If you're good at doing them where people don't care about credentialism and, and, you know, degrees that you have and stuff. Hi, Anson, what's wrong? One second. When I wake up in the morning, love, Sunlight hurts my eye And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be Sorry about that. We We're had done to, interrogating the prisoner. We had to debrief somebody uh, <laughs> based on the sounds of chaos we heard uh, below us, uh, one floor below. So, yeah, that's the people coming after Mike Rowe. And the, the minimum wage stuff, it's it, – this – this is this the American Jobs Act or is this the American Hope Act? What is this new bill called? Jobs Act. Um, This ain't COVID-related. This is no. uh, a horse bleep, and this infrastructure bill is not an infrastructure bill. Hopefully, it gets blown out of the water, but uh, but we'll see. It, but how the hell is the who the hell is freaking Washington D.C. to say no? You better pay fifteen bucks. I don't care if you're in Manhattan or if you're in Duluth. Both have to pay fifteen bucks. It is such an uh, overbearing and uh, disjointed 
whole cloth uh, damaging move to businesses. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, and of course, the, the anti-small business uh, uh, left is more than happy to do it because they don't care. They don't care. They're happy to see small business get hurt. The left is the party of corporations now. Right. They've made no uh, bones about it. Left is a party of corporations. And if you don't think so, just read about the summit that took place mm-hmm. over the weekend. The uh-huh. woke summit where all the CEOs mm-hmm. got together and decided the rules for you and me. To push for other things, including the $15 minimum wage, which you know Amazon advocates for. All these big companies advocate for a $15 minimum wage because it kills their competition and mm-hmm. enriches them. Of course they do. Do I? It's okay. Um... It's uh, the idea that somehow a $15 minimum wage is fighting back against the man is like so ridiculous at this point that I don't see how anybody can seriously believe that it's big corporations that are stopping it. The big corporations want it. Right. No. And, and if anything, once again, in the spirit of uh, the uh, great racial reckoning, you're hurting Young black people mostly. You're hurting marginalized communities mostly with whatever businesses haven't uh, been encouraged to be burned down by uh, middle class white people. Whichever ones are left are an opportunity for kids to get some skills and find a way out. Right. It's incredible. And of course, it's going to just push towards automation more and more also. Yes, it already is happening. What what was I reading about putting in new self-scan it's happening all over the place. It's, yeah, you will. The days of the cashier are going away, like the days of like the the mm-hmm. bellman um, and to the doorman, which you see less and mm-hmm. less of. Yeah, uh, there's a saying I forget now where it comes from, but that um, things fail slowly at first and then all at once, and right. you can see that in like, for example, newspapers. It was nothing to worry about. It was just like a little decline. They'll figure it out. It was cuts here, cuts there, drip, drip, drip. And then all of a sudden, it's like they just go off a cliff and it's gone, you know. And we've watched that happen in certain sectors of the retail economy, certainly in like so-called fast casual dining, places like Applebee's Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, uh, that. Can you turn that down, please, Anson? The 99, those places are struggling in stores like with Kmart, Macy's, well, the yeah, ghost town. Boston like- just, it's premier movie theater, which was a mm-hmm. North Station with beautiful seats, etc. that just opened like a year ago, has not gone out of business for good. Right. It is gone. And this mm-hmm. was a huge development, important development. Right. These or things- like look at bookstores. Look at like first it was like drip, 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 but you couldn't imagine like, you know, the little bookstores struggled. They had a hard time, but you couldn't imagine like Walden books going away. You couldn't imagine Borders going away. No, and then Borders even, was Borders was the bad guy. Remember, after, you've got mail. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he was the Barnes and Noble, the Borders, the big, which were very right. comfortable and lovely places. Still, those were the big monoliths. Right. It was you couldn't imagine them disappearing until they did, and even after Borders disappeared, you couldn't really imagine Barnes and Noble going too. There wouldn't, there wasn't room for them both. Is that gone? Yeah, Barnes and Noble's done too. They're all gone. I mean, it's that's over. (laughs) They're now all gone, and now, and now, um, Amazon is opening up brick and mortar bookstores, right? And the cadavers of the old stores (laughs) that they killed. It's um, yeah, and so the get ready because there's going to be the Netflix. Uh, movie theater chain and the Amazon grocery stores and the I mean they already own Whole Foods but what would Netflix do with a movie theater chain why would they bother their whole business model has been watch stuff at home well yeah but now they're a studio oh yeah good point so they come out with their own movies and and you know people enjoy the movie theater experience in these higher end movie theaters still where you can drink and there's comfy chairs and you can Hang out, you know, it's that's still enjoyable, right? Hmm. Especially like once the pandemic ends and all Dave, the all up. the competitions been destroyed out of the marketplace, right? If you're Netflix and you want to get people watching your movies in those movie theaters, like why wouldn't you? Hmm. You know, people might as well say like, why would Amazon open a grocery store? You know, but they but they are, and they're gonna kill everybody else too. It's only a matter of time. And, I you know, we're going to all end up working for, like, five big companies. That's so, going to be the only jobs in America. Alice, that you say that, because last week I was at, you know, where we are right now, the big grocery stores, stores mm-hmm. are our market basket, and 
Dave, Dave, calm down. <laughs> calm down. You hear that? That's yeah. Dave. He's worried Pepper's going to yes. get his rawhide. He's a yeah. tiny eight pound, uh, though fat, uh, Jack Russell <laughs> Terrier, but he's. Pepper, can you go? Can you guys just. Can we have enough agents of chaos out of this room, please? Go, Dave, Pepper. <laughs> go. Or or Mall Dave. Somebody come to work. Dave's leaving his rawhide. Okay, there we go. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> Problem solved. So, uh, so I was at the uh, the Stop and Shop that's up the street, which mm-hmm. used to be a, a Shattuck favorite, and it's not looking good. Yeah. The aisles are, I mean, there aren't, there's there's a, an awful lot of odd, it looks like surplus merchandise there. It's, um, it, it wasn't well lit. There's, uh, the a lot of the aisles are half bare. It, it was just mm-hmm. odd. It's like this place, somewhere in the supply chain, something's happening. And this place is not doing well. And I could see, definitely, go, 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 <laughs> go. Okay, let me put this over here. Those of you that enjoy when stuff goes wrong in the studio are Hopefully I'll lucky keep, tonight. Keep, keep okay. okay, so yeah, so so stuff is changing. So Mike Rowe got no pepper. You stay right there. Mike Rowe, <laughs> um, he's getting attacked all over social media, including some people saying he's lived his shtick about being a, a working guy. He's never said that that was his life. Mm-hmm. Mike Rowe has been in TV forever. He's been a journeyman in TV, doing. Mm-hmm. He's like Tom Bergeron, except without the huge shows. Tom Bergeron. For years before he did Dancing with the Stars and America's Funny Home Videos, that's the kind of thing that that, uh, that Mike Rowe had been doing wherever he could mm-hmm. find the work. Somebody uh, into you know he does talk about learning about the value of work from his dad and his grandfather and all this stuff, but uh, but the people attacking him saying that's all you know he's not a really dirty jobs kind of guy. He never said he was. Yeah, the guy was a classically trained opera singer. That's what he like. One his talent. Out of school, which he was attacked for too today, saying, "By the way, this guy's major was opera. This guy's skill in college was opera." Just so you all know. Can you imagine being mad about that? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how jealous are you that this guy, like, there's no flies on him. He does not care. He's living a really good life, and doesn't care. But in that vein, I actually found this video of him singing uh, it, uh, it, the um, national anthem in 2005 at a baseball game. And the There you go. That ends our micro. I like when people stick to the tune. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to open that can of worms. Oh, get me going here. So <laughs> for some other sounds, uh, let's see. Some morons in Portland were chanting. Uh, they've uh, they've got they chant their strategy now. Every city, every town, burn the precincts to the ground. <clears throat> in one of these, I assume this is um, Brooklyn Central Center. Uh, this is a guy passionately singing about Black Lives Matter. He is tearing up and shirtless as he's singing this, by the way. He's, he's really into this. He's got his goggles on in he's, case of pepper spray. He's really into this. Great. Are these people not having some kind of ecstatic religious experience? Because that's what it appears to me to be. Uh, yes, they are. Um... <laughs> we might as well play the whole Jen Psaki thing. Also investing $3 billion to states and community-based organizations to th- strengthen vaccine confidence in the highest risk and hardest hit communities. And often people uh, think of that as just black and brown communities, and that is not. As you've noted, that is also conservative communities, white evangelicals. It- it's not just black and brown. It's also conservative communities. You know, the other, the third race. <laughs> 
It's a range of communities around the country. What we found to be most effective is to work with these local organizations, so faith-based organizations, community health organizations, civic leaders, and others who can really get this message deeply uh, in communities. We've also had a number like a Jerry Falwell Jr. somebody number of our um, members of our COVID team from Dr. Fauci and uh, and Dr. Collins uh, participate as an example participate in a range of media interviews. Fauci does media interviews? I haven't seen it. I don't, yeah, Mm -hmm. that doesn't sound like the Anthony Fauci I know. You know, an example is Dr. Collins participated in the 700 Club. Dr. Nunez Smith hosted a Faith Leaders Roundtable. Dr. Banks was on Hee Haw the other day. Also looking for, we've run PSAs on the Deadliest Catch. We're engaged with NASCAR and country music TV. We're looking for a range of creative ways to get directly connected to white conservative communities. You know, as somebody who dabbled in uh, radio, man, there's nothing, no programming like a PSA. You know, don't throw mercury in the trash. Ah. So, uh, me, they don't think much of you. We know that. And one of the reasons for the division in the country, of course, is that the people who don't think much of you include 99% of the media. And so while they uh, they spent the last four years, really the last, well, 50 years, but more, more uh, severely in the last few years, scaring the hell out of you, if the left was covering Biden like they covered Trump right now, you would have the uh, chaos and the anxiety right back up where it used to be. The only thing that Trump has that Biden doesn't is Trump tweeted. That's it. Other than that, Biden himself ain't great with the stuff he says. He say, says some racially tinged stuff regularly, especially when he's uh, when he's uh, free uh, free to speak his will. But but uh, they did everything. They did everything to drive half of the country um, into um, into uh, sheer panic, and and, and also. They did everything to make sure the rapid, incredibly strong, violently strong current of misinformation about race and Republicans and race and conservatives, they made sure that that was, that never subsided one bit. So if you're somebody, if you're a black American or minority in this country and you have to work for a living and don't have all the time in the world to vet and check out all, you know, every side of every story... Uh, and, but you just rely on your local paper or, or local TV, for instance, who, which also which often rely heavily on the New York Times and the Associated Press. Mm-hmm. Then you've been getting fed a constant stream of propaganda, constantly. You're told that what the world is is a certain way, and it's certainly it, it is white supremacist, and it, whiteness is a problem, etc. And the the fixes in to disenfranchise and um, you know harm uh, uh, marginalized people, and that that evil mean white the same person that that that, that uh, boogeyman that the media and the left creates that they're mm-hmm. out to get you. That's what you're told. The the current sitting president has said that Jim Crow is being foisted upon the country by those people over there. That's what he said. That's not a subtle dog whistle. That's not a wink and a nod they would attribute to Trump, that is legitimately telling them, they're saying that mm-hmm. your version of the Holocaust is being propagated by those people over there. And the media says, sounds good. And they don't, they, Daniel Dale just sits in his little chair and <laughs> doesn't do anything about it. And the media just reinforces stuff. So no wonder why half the country is afraid of the other half of the country. And it's craziness. And the same thing with what's going on now with these, I mean, but don't they realize how much that backfires? If you say requiring voter ID is Jim Crow, then you're going to have some set of people say, well, then I guess what I'm for is Jim Crow because they don't know what Jim Crow really was and how bad and damaging and terrible it was, right? (laughs) So, like, if you make that comparison, I was thinking about this the other day because our pal there from Boston, um, uh, the congresswoman, Ayanna Presley said that you can't be anti-racist unless you support canceling student debt. So aren't people just then going to go like, well, then I guess I'm not anti-racist because I'm not for canceling student debt. 
Like, once you draw that line from these bad words, like racism, Jim Crow, white supremacist, to totally reasonable public policies, you're going to have people saying, like, well, if saying that we should have some kind of border is white supremacist, then I guess I'm a white supremacist, right? Which is a, a bad and dangerous thing, isn't it? Because white supremacists, actual white supremacists are right. bad. They're bad right. people. Well, and right. It's a bad ideology. And we do not want to make people think that it is comprised, that white supremacy is comprised of reasonable, moderate policies like on the border or student debt. Yeah, yeah, you make a good point. And that I guess we're seeing that in, in younger or people, voter ID, or younger whatever people else. as well, saying, "Okay, I guess we're all supposed to identify as color here, and we're also supposed to, uh, you know, I'm being because of my color told that I'm this kind of person. Well, I guess I should have a defense for me, and mm -hmm. I guess this color. You don't get a white student union, Jake. You have everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think about that line well, but all just the think time. What you don't get a white student union, what, Jake. What they're doing with the Derek Chauvin stuff. Mm -hmm. The media is not telling people <clears throat> what's going on with this trial. This trial ain't going all that well for the prosecution. Mm -hmm. This is a tough case. This is not somebody grabbed the gun instead of the taser kind of case mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes into this and there have been two witnesses for the prosecution who the defense has now made their own witnesses they were so pleased with what they said right this is but nobody has been told this mm -hmm. they've just been told by everybody from that who's the the idiot um chelsea handler mm -hmm. you know in hollywood uh, to the other, everybody in Hollywood, every musician, everybody, everybody influential on, on social media, people in, in in on the news, told that this was straight up racist, a racist rub out. That this guy mm -hmm. was assassinated because he was black, and that's it. And it was on purpose, and they just strangled him. And the media never did the people, the public, the favor of informing them fully on what happened. They never did the public. The, all he said was that this guy. Is it guilty racist because racism is everywhere and it, it, it's all that matters? Have they presented and, anything to indicate that he has any racial? Well, no. But the point all? is, is that is that no. The point is, is that the media, the people who should be informing people on the ups and downs of the trial, on mm -hmm. the uh, X's and O's of the trial, are not doing it. Right. So if something happens and surprise, surprise, this guy gets acquitted of one or all charges, mm -hmm. it's going to come out of the blue. Because right. nobody ever, you've already set expectations that, yes, this was a watershed moment, not only for Minneapolis or the United States, but the world, what happened to this guy. And it was a, an assassination based on race. And mm -hmm. you've said this and you've never told people, never given even, you weren't even allowed to suggest there could be other factors. Right. You know, the media would not only not inform its, its viewers of the facts, but it would go hunt down people who would try to inform people of the entire picture mm -hmm. and they still are this is yeah this is and the the snips that are that you're seeing go viral on twitter from the trial also are chosen specifically to reinforce that conclusion mm -hmm. they're choosing the witnesses that are best for the prosecution and worst for the defense to be like oh yeah he's going down we've got him this time da, da, da. you know so you know, because you're saying this that like, oh, it's not going well for the prosecution. But um, what I see left wing people say on Twitter is that the defense attorney is terrible, and then he admitted that there was no reason for him to be restraining him that way. And isn't it great they're going to get him? He might still get one of the charges. Or uh, I mean, I think you're going to have trouble with like a first degree murder. I, I think right. you know you might have done better to have like manslaughter or something. I don't know, but because. I, I think it's probably like too much force was being used that was unnecessary, possibly. I don't know. And, you know, they did have people testify that it was like more than they were supposed to do and then what was the department policy, right? So, I mean, some of that you could have something there, but it's not a, it's not a murder charge, probably. I don't think. It's a, it's I mean, a, like, it's I, a tough one. one of the it is. It's a complex trial. I have not been following the ins and outs of every little thing that closely because I don't have the time well, in my but life. I, yes. but and also I think that Chauvin should have gotten the hell off the guy long before he did 
Right. I mean, he continued to kneel on him after he was right. out. Yes. So yeah. No. And and I. But I'm not talking about what we think. Like he should have done. Right. Should have done. Or if something bad happened that day, I think something bad happened that day, terrible happened that day. But just on the facts, which is something that you know mm-hmm. that unfortunately the media is not dealing with. Right. Because- just on the facts, this is a tough boulder to push up a hill. Right, because in order to prove murder charges, you need specific things like intent and state mm-hmm. of mind and da da da. Like there's there's stuff that you need to prove in order to get murder charges. It's not just he knelt on him and then he died. That's not like we all know that that happened. You need more specifics, and I I don't I don't know exactly what's going to happen with the trial. I wouldn't honestly be surprised if it goes either way because I haven't really been watching it that closely, so I don't have a preform big opinion on what's going to happen but you can bet the left does the left is sure he's going to go down on big murder charges and if he doesn't mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of uh, uh language of the unheard happening in minneapolis i would say yes i would say so i mean the, I, the media is going to be encouraging people to get out in the streets Get out in the streets, and when they say protest, they know what those turn into and have been turning mm-hmm. into. You know, this is no, and the people in the communities, of course, hate the media because the media only shows up to show some some uh, fire and burning. CNN is happy to do it. The CNN reporter Sarah Sidner um, was in Brooklyn Center last night, and a local paid her a visit. Uh, if you look just now, I'm going to try to sort of stand in the street a little bit. You look there. Now you can see. Now you can see. You can see y'all be twisting up the story. You want to talk to me? Do you want to talk to me? Okay, cool. Don't take my mic, but we're cool. Okay. What is your What's your name? What's my name? My name is my name. All right. So tell me what you think about what's going on here. What I think about this is all the press and all the extra y'all do makes this worse. You think so? Yes. When people want to protest, they shouldn't do it in front of a police. Yeah. Courthouse. Like that. You get what the I'm saying? I want you to be careful. I want you to be careful. I really of what? do. Of anything that can of hit what? you. Of anything that can hit you. Look at of all the stuff. What? Of this. Sounds like a nice of place. Do it look like I'm scared? No, you don't. Do it you look don't. like I'm scared? You don't. You don't. Exactly. Y'all need to get up out of here with all that twisting up the media ass <sighs> But uh, it's not only is it good for ratings to show it, it's mm-hmm. also a legitimate news event when uh, there is uh, violence and carnage in the streets. You know, as uh, you know, it, it's the 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 cars that don't crash are not the news stories, it's, right? You know. um, and um, and but there's no doubt that CNN has a has a skin in this game politically, mm-hmm. and they want to use it to beat up on Fox News and the Republicans. That is the charter of CNN right now, since Trump is largely gone, to go after Fox News and the Republicans. And they're going to use this violence as much as they can to show the hatred and white supremacy fostered on Fox News and cultivated by Republicans in mm-hmm. Washington and around the country. It's the same old freaking uh, cynical stuff that they are doing. But that is fine. Alice, what is the what is um, that thread that we that that we had tweeted that I was interested in today? That we had tweeted. Come on. I don't know what you tweeted. I know no, that the, the AP mess- style guide. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The AP style guide. Can you read that okay. in a moment, please? Certainly. AP style book writes, don't use the term mistress for a woman who is in a long-term sexual relationship with and is financially supported by a man who is married to someone else. Instead, use an alternative like companion, friend, or lover on first reference and provide <laughs> additional details later. Isn't a mistress a specific thing? Um, a mistress is a uh, somebody had uh, the Trump's guy there, Pope Biasic, whatever, uh, had a very interesting <laughs> suggestion. He said consort, but I thought that was interesting. <laughs> that is a good word, consort. But a mistress is a specific thing, and I don't know why it has to go away because it exists in the world. We need a word for what that person is. That person isn't yeah. necessarily a lover. Or a companion. Or a friend. Right. Making a friend out of it. Who's this? Well, this is my friend. Well, how come you're both naked in the bed? So now AP know. Style Guide says we have to lie to the scorned wife 
too. Yes. <laughs> it's our job also to AP cover. AP is rubbish. Now that I'm cover. out of the business, I can tell you. The AP is absolute rubbish. It, it is pollution. It is so. AP Style Guide recommends backing up your friend <sighs> in his lies to his wife as he uh, hooks up with somebody else. They recommend that you absolutely do not point out that he is sleeping with someone else. How dare you? That is his business. I don't know. I thought for a long time that um, that the next stage of um, destigmatizing everything is going to come for cheaters because cheaters are still one of the uh, types of relationships that are almost universally frowned upon. I mean, I think most people consider cheating on a partner much worse than like many other things that used to like be illegal right like um because we've made consent the primary um driving ethical principle of relationships now so um you know (laughs) i think that hooking up behind your spouse's back Mm -hmm. is uh something that it's like one of the few sexual taboos that's still left that people absolutely judge you yeah, well, and also, I think that a mistress, a mistress is actually, it's a really pro-mistress word. Yeah, how about homewrecker, EP? Right, right. <laughs> that's, my, that's my word. <laughs> um, don't sleep with married people. That's my recommendation to everybody. You can take that advice to the bank. I uh... I expect mistresses are beautiful, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's already a soft word, but now we're not even allowed to say that. That's too judgy. Yeah, who's complaining? Who's getting hurt? <laughs> Is this about uh, the hate that's happening? I, I don't know. I don't know exactly. Oh, good news. Costco has canceled my pillow. Oh, really? Bastards. Um, okay, so uh, let's see. If, as if we didn't, you didn't already know the media was disgusting. The CNN technical director, Charlie Chester, was uh, featured in Project Veritas's new um, new uh, undercover work. This is James. What's James? James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe uh, here. So this is the CNN director, uh, Charlie Chester, talking about how he essentially two th- two things here. So you know to look for the words because some of the audio is uh, you know it's undercover audio, so some of it's not great. Mm-hmm. Is one he gives himself credit in CNN credit for propagandizing and thus giving Biden the victory, and two he tells us that the next move for CNN is going to be talk about the life and death situation of climate change. I think I, I think we got him through this term. We would always share shots of him jogging. Him in aviator shades and like a, like you paint him as a young geriatric. We were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. Can you imagine that? Always make sure you get Biden doing something young and energetic. Obviously we, we could tell CNN was doing this. You know, we were, so that's, that's, I think that's a propaganda. I think what we did, we got Trump back. I am 100% going to say it. And I 100% believe it, that if it wasn't for CNN, I don't know that Trump would have gotten voted out. Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. Do you think it's going to be just like a lot of like fear? Like climate? Yeah, fear sells. Fear sells. No one ever says it, those things out loud, but it's obvious. Trump uh, was... Uh, I, I don't know, like his hand was shaking or whatever. Like that. We brought in like so many medical people to like all tell a story that like it was all speculation that he was like neurological damage, like that, that he was losing it, he's unfit to you know whatever. We were we were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. You know, we were. I think there's just like a COVID fatigue. So like whenever a new story comes up, they're gonna latch onto it. They've already announced in her office that once the public is will be open to it, we're going to start focusing mainly on climate. It's our it's going to be our focus. Like uh, like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. Head of the network, like just who's that? Is that Zucker? Zucker, yeah. Climate change is going to be the next COVID thing for CNN. We're going to we're going to hone in. 
Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was. So what is it What is it that gets all these elite media middle managers or brass to freaking open up undercover at beer joints with these people? Because <laughs> they assume what? that everybody's like them. You're, that's a great point. Or I was thinking that maybe she is somebody who is alluring and maybe he wants her to be his friend, according mm-hmm. to the AP. Um so uh, I don't know what, what it is, but Jesus, how many times can you say the same damned incriminating thing again right. and again and again? We get Biden out there jogging and looking youthful all the time, and Trump had his hand shaking, so we brought in experts. God. So there's your media at work. We are not surprised. <sighs> obviously. Obviously. I've got something else with uh, Elizabeth Warren wanting student loan debt relief, and I can't do it, Alice. You can't be anti-racist unless you support debt, debt cancellation, I'm honey. told that. I'm told that. This is, uh, you think we have it bad over here. Why are people having trouble with the vaccine? Why are Canadians having trouble with the vaccine? I think it's really important that we work from... Justin Trudeau. Uh, ...facts and understanding of the science around things. Uh, we know, for example, that the UK is ahead of just about everybody else on vaccinations. And yet they maintain uh, very strong restrictions and are facing a very serious third wave. Vaccinations on their own are not enough to keep us safe. We need to to engage in the right kinds of behaviors, do things that the conservatives aren't always good at, like wearing masks, keeping distances, and obeying public health rules. So you get it, Canadians? Doesn't matter if you get mm-hmm. vaccinated. You don't get to be totally liberated. That's the rule. So don't get vaccinated is what I'm saying. But get vaccinated. take a little peek at how uh, you, the UK's very serious third wave is going. Um, it appears to be still down. I see no uptick in cases whatsoever in uh, the UK. Oh, but remember COVID, what happened at Canada? In their COVID cases and uh, no uptick in deaths at all. So their very serious third wave is um, non-existent as far as I can see. Unlike the rest of Europe, which is not as good as vaccinating, just like Canada. And um, they uh, are having a third wave. But the UK has so far been spared the third wave because they have vaccinated most of their population as has Israel and now catching up to them is the United States and i mean several other small countries i think like bahrain and stuff but um so uh one other little tidbit the police chief gannon who we played yesterday of brooklyn center has resigned i assume he got pushed out for as has the officer also yes and so the city manager too city manager said there needs to be due process so he was pushed out by the mayor i assume gannon was pushed out as well by suggesting that there was a riot just because <laughs> Businesses were destroyed, uh, fires were mm-hmm. lit, and bricks were thrown at the head of cops. An officer, what's her first name? Something Potter? <clears throat> yeah, I forgot. Jenny Potter or whatever. Um, she has resigned, and uh, charges are expected to be filed against her. I'm not surprised by that. She deserves to have charges filed against her. Yeah, I would say so. I would <laughs> I mean, say you so. You can't just shoot God, people. God, <laughs> Oh, man. I still have no idea what even the warrants for his arrest were about. It really doesn't matter. He could have been wanted for murder, and it still doesn't matter. She obviously screwed up and killed him for no reason whatsoever. So, like... It's so terrible, because she does it. She she does, she says, taser, taser, taser. Then she shoots him and says, oh, bleep, I shot him. And so she's like, holding the gun in front of her. Actually, Jim Fulton, who's one of our listeners, wrote to us. He said... um, it's unbelievable because uh, police officer tasers are yellow, so that exactly so that you don't make this mistake. The police mm. chief said the other day they wear them on the opposite side of the body from their service weapons so that you don't screw this up. And she's holding the gun out in front of her so she can see it and see that it's not a taser. And uh, he actually said, Jim, when he was writing his email too, said that it doesn't even look to me like there's any reason she needs to be using the taser. It, I mean, I assume there's going to be a full investigation of the circumstances surrounding this and of course. what the heck she was thinking. But, uh, yeah, it's... That was a bleep up for the ages. Um, so just... Uh... <laughs> so, um, I, I was on Jerry Callen today. By the way, starting tomorrow through Friday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, I'll be on WTIC in Connecticut. You can get that at WTIC.com. It's an I No, it's an intercom station. Um and um, you can li- listen online if you want, nine to noon, and um, yeah, and, uh, and um, so check that out if you'd like to. No, but I was on Jerry Callahan with Jerry today on the Callahan podcast. It was a great mm-hmm. podcast. Um, and uh, and I had mentioned to them how fat I look in the in the video, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I, Dave is a thin guy. Jerry's a thin guy. And I'm fat. And also, the my camera, when, when I go, when I have my, I put my camera, my it's my laptop in that case. This time there's different cameras in the room. I put the laptop three feet away from me. <laughs> with with Dave's, with the thing he uses, the, the platform mm-hmm. he uses, it then sucks my face in <laughs> to the frame so Fatty McFatface is right there, front and center. There's no getting away from my face if you're <clears throat> if you're watching this thing. So I put uh, so I put on Twitter that uh, that this was a filter that Dave uses that I'm absolutely not that fat. And David uh, Willette, it, do, does he does he follow us? Who's uh, at uh, yes, Willette? Yes, I actually know him. Oh, do you in person? He's in Wakefield. Oh. He has a funny damn uh, tweet here saying, uh, Tom, just tell him your size is considered infrastructure. <laughs> Which is damn brilliant, David. Um, mm. Keep these uh, messages coming. They've got a whole bunch of messages to today. And we'll try to, uh, we're trying to get better with the messages, right? You, you've done a good job with the messages. I do a great job with you the do, messages. Yes, you do, my dear. You do a lovely job. And you're a lovely mm-hmm. human being. Was... Oh, good. I can see a plastic fork on the ground in, out the door on our video. That's oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. It, our, it, I Things don't are even... going well outside this yeah, room. Got, I think it's problems. time for us to check It is happening. not like we, Alice and I, like all of you, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have to get uh, downstairs to watch country music television because that's what we all do every is day. Is there any NASCAR on tonight, honey? Oh, is there is there not ever a time when NASCAR isn't on in one way or another, Alice? Let me get we all so. use VHS tapes for well, watch some of our old NASCAR because mm-hmm. we're we voted for Trump, so obviously that's what yeah. we do. If you um, happen to see any ads for the vaccine while you're watching the 700 Club, you can <laughs> no, you can reach out to us on Twitter. That is at Burn Barrel Pod. We're also on Gab and Parlor at Burn Barrel Podcast and at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can uh, check out our YouTube channel. That's uh, Tom Shaddock's Burn Barrel on YouTube. With all the videos of the shows are there and you can like them and comment and subscribe. Uh, you can actually subscribe really anywhere that you like to listen to podcasts. Um, and you can I use the Duck Dynasty app. <laughs> and uh, you can send us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, guys. You're the best. 